0: All right, everybody, we want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It's February 5th, 2024, 3 p.m. Jerusalem time. This hour is our monthly international call in which we often have special guests. But today, Susan and I are going to be discussing the issue that has happened over the last couple of months at the International House of Prayer involving Mike Bickle. And uh, we felt it was important to Discuss this in uh, publicly in the Global Watch for uh, several reasons, but um, one is that we need to pray for IHOP and for Mike Bickle. Uh, IHOP has been a, a a very key ministry for us in our growth process, and uh, so it so what happened at the House of Prayer was very uh, disturbing and uh, disruptive to us. However, we also need to take a look at what happened uh, going forward, so that we don't let the enemy into our lives, either individually or corporately, and certainly not in the global watch. So it's worth talking about this. This is not this is not a gossip session, uh, but it is a uh, a time when we just need to we need to just come together. And uh, as a, as the family of God and Global Watch and figure out what we can do to move forward. And if there were mistakes that were made, what can we do that will, that we, where we don't repeat the same thing. I guess that's maybe the best way to put it. So let us have, um, actually, Vic and Diane, if you guys could open us up in prayer and then Susan, you have a worship song and then we'll get right into it.
1: Okay, thanks Fred. Yeah, Father, thank you for the family and that is Global Watch. Thank you, Lord, that it's your intention that we should fulfill all that you have for us both individually and as a family, Lord, and as a ministry. And Lord, we see things happening around us as with IHOP and many other ministries. And Lord, we don't want it to be happening here. Uh, We want this ministry to be totally faithful to you and to reflect your nature and your character. Lord, as we move forward, we ask that you would help us to learn the lessons of those around us and that we would continue to move forward under your covering and be a delight to you.
0: And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Vic. All right, Susan. Shirley, if you could
2: go ahead and this song was really made famous at IHOP. And so we're just honoring them by declaring it this morning. It's one of my favorite worship songs.
0: Amen. Thank you, Lord.
2: That song always makes me want to weep. We serve a holy God. And I believe we're seeing evidence of him moving to uncover all the things that would separate us from
0: him. Yep. Amen. So let's, let's get right into it and we'll have some time to, to give our comments. Then we'll have a few other people comment and then we'll just need to pray into this. But the first thing that we want to do is just honor uh, IHOP, Casey and Mike Bickle. They the organization has made a huge impact on our lives since about, I don't know, mid to th- probably 15 years. We have gone out there. We've done been to conferences that they've had. We've had tremendous teachings.
2: I did the end-time study. Susan did
0: the end-time study. Three and a half years. Yep, it was so. a very intensive thing. Great. You got great, great teaching done. We made friends there. It, it impacted us in terms of just prayer and and going forward in a prayer ministry. So all, all these things mm-hmm. are are amazing and and quite frankly, Mike Bickle has been for us. Though we don't really know him personally, he's been very impactful in our lives. And 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 Daniel Lim, who is who was CEO of IHOP was a an advisor ministry advisor for us dean briggs who is currently an advisor he's no longer with ihop but has been a leader at ihop has contributed a great deal to our ministry at the global watch and to us personally
2: they actually were a reformation seed and really shifted the face of the church into the focus towards the house of prayer and how many houses of prayer have erupted since then across the nations we're dealing with major trailblazing and of course the enemy is not
0: happy about that and so for those of you that don't quite understand what we're talking about IHOP is the International House of Prayer it's located in Kansas City in the U.S. and it came out publicly a couple of months ago that there was some improprieties that were going have been going on with Mike Bickle the ministry who's really the founding person and the head of that ministry and and he was he was asked to basically step down from what he was doing and no longer contribute to ihop they really basically he was pretty much cut off from ministering and then different Different things came out on the internet about what was going on, and the leadership that was remaining had a period of time just struggling with how to handle what, how to handle properly what was happening. And, but about how long was it ago, about a week ago or, or two weeks ago, the so the there was a group of people who were for most of them were former leaders at IHOP. Who were who came out and just talked about what some of, of what was going on. And we realized that it was important for us to just try to grab a hold of of this because people are, are trying people were shocked and dismayed, both within IHOP and people who've been influenced by it, like us mm-hmm. and like many of you. And so we we felt it was important to just try to take a look at what happened even though we don't know everything that happened and see is there a, is there something that where there's some mistakes made that we can try to prevent a similar thing from happening at the global watch but also in your other ministries that you all are involved with and um, for us individually susan do you have do you want to just jump in here and...
2: yeah um <clears throat> One of the first things that we have is the core values, and I would encourage everybody to read over the core values again. And basic to that is that we need to be accountable to each other, so relational equity is a big deal for the Global Watch. I prefer us growing as a, a grassroots movement where you find people, invite them in, and stay connected with them. We're realizing that the platforms um, have become the icons of successful ministry. And I'm not so sure. I think that the time has shifted, and God is looking at the root systems and dealing with them so that the root systems that come forth in the times ahead will be sound, will be healthy, and can stand with him in days of adversity, which is what we
0: just went through. Yeah, so let's just... Let's just go back and just take a look at what what sort of has been going on, not just at IHOP, but but really globally in the prayer movement and in in the church worldwide. I think that there's a ten, there there the system of the church, particularly in the Western world, but I think this is true all over the earth, uh, has been one of where there are leaders who are strong leaders who lead these ministries who are it's very easy to put these people on pedestals and and believe that they are that they're somehow greater than mere human beings and that they are special people which they are in their giftings but but there's a tendency to think that they can't Make the kinds of mistakes that they've made, or they that they're somehow not vulnerable. That and and this is a big, uh, a, a big problem. And the problem is that it is separating, um, the leaders from the laity, the Nicolaitan spirit. I think we, we've talked about this before, but it's very easy in that situation to for leaders to become isolated and not to have a peer group who is not only holding them accountable, but just doing life with them. And so that it's not that the only exposure, public exposure that leaders have is on the platform. And on the platform, as we, I think, are very much aware, you can make things sound good and make yourself look a certain way without really being transparent in your life and and what you're doing. And so what can happen in that situation is that it can be very easy to become isolated Mm -hmm. and in the in isolation that's where the enemy can come in and say oh it's okay if you do this or it's okay if you do that And there's no one to say no that's you're stepping off into an area that is not right or it's dangerous or it's not fulfilling the the full call on your life i think that this this my guess i don't know we don't know 100% for sure but we're but we think that this is part of what happened with mike bickle all of the leaders or most of the leaders at ihop over the years have been people that actually he raised up so they were spiritual sons and daughters and and it's not a it's not they weren't on equal footing with mike they weren't peers exactly they were Really, really, they were disciples of his, and so it's very awkward or difficult or not quite right to try to hold somebody accountable who is really your mentor. And is there something that you want to add to that, Sue, or just well, say about that?
2: I just want to give an overall time frame that I believe that we are in a time where these hidden things are getting exposed, and we might see more coming up in the future. But understand also there's a good side of this, too, because what we've seen is that prayers that we prayed 15, 20 years ago, all of a sudden the answers to them are erupting. And so there's both the good and the the ugly things (laughs) that are being exposed. And at the same time, so some of you just look at what you've done over the past and start looking, you're going to start seeing some things erupt that um, are happening. For instance, here in Bakersfield, um, 15 years ago, we went to every, every school and prayed over a poured communion, uh, especially on the elementary schools, the middle schools, and the high schools. Now, what we're finding out is that they're inviting Manny Carrizales, who we had a couple of weeks or a week ago or so on this watch in for school assemblies and he's one who is getting them out of drugs out of gangs warning against the time uh, the issues of being enticed into them and having a powerful powerful assembly the principals are letting him in so it's oh my gosh we thought we were done and we're not it's just we're paving the way for these things to happen so start looking for those especially those covenantal things that you, so many of us were involved with, God's faithful to his covenant and he's starting to show up. So there's yeah, these so, counter forces that are happening
0: too. Yeah. So I, I think getting back to the to the situation that happened at, at IHOP, I mm-hmm. just want to mention this, that <clears throat> you have a situation where I think you have a, a leader who is isolated and so not as accountable as he could have been you also have a system, a sort of a church system, and this is also in the prayer movement. And this is not to point a finger, but this is just to point out that there's a a system of the laity and and professionals, and it tends to go that way. Doesn't happen as much in in small, in very small church situations, but it does certainly happen in larger church situations, where the where there's not really, you're not you're not walking on equal. Mm-hmm. spiritually. Yeah. And this is not, it tends to put a, it, it tends to cause a separation between leaders and the people that they're leading. And it is, it's a system. So it's not something, so it's just, but we need to, it's something that we need to look at because the Lord is, is calling his church to his own. He's calling his church to purity. He's bringing, he wants to come back to a pure and spotless bride and in the Global Watch, we are forerunners, and so we're trying to be on the wall looking for that and saying, Lord, how, what does that mean? How do things need to shift in terms of the way that we are conducting ourselves, both individually and in, in the church? I think that, we're you know... We're bu- building
2: a different paradigm
0: of ministry. It's not
2: unique to us. I don't think there's other ministries out there that have done this, but we're, we trained under john maxwell and his definition of leadership is influence right and but it influences in a vision towards a vision and our our desire is to see the vision central but the leadership decentered and And so there's a real empowerment in terms of building and who are we to interfere but it is important that we do build what god is wanting to build that's that's the big thing, right. And the core values are the things that keep us on safe territory.
0: And so I guess the question is, how do we build? How do we protect ourselves individually and corporately? Mm-hmm. One thing is we need to be aware of the tendency that we have to put leaders in, in a sort of a glorified place and put them on pedestals where they're larger than life. And that it's it's one thing to honor leaders and but it's another thing to
2: which we hope you do
0: to to put them in a different to put them in a different spot
2: yeah and this is not a safe way or a gateway to rebellion
0: what say explain rebelling
2: against any kind of leadership
0: oh okay yeah but the thing that i think that we one of the things that we want to emphasize going forward is that um is that having uh having small groups Having groups of people that where you get together, where you're transparent, where you are sharing your life, it doesn't have to be with everybody. But having a, a group like that where you're growing together is a healthy expression of the Christian walk. And we all need it. And and we're we're looking towards it. The larger group at at the Global Watch, of course, we try to be a family as much as we can. But it is important that you have a smaller group, either within the Global Watch or perhaps locally, where you are sharing on a regular basis with people the things that are going on in your lives, and that you are doing what um, Hebrews ten twenty four advocates, which is to spur one another on towards love and good deeds, and and this is this fulfills not only an accountability factor, but it also is helps as we pray for each other, that we pray that God fulfills everything in each other's lives that he has called us to do. And and this is so important. We all need encouragement, and we all need prayers. We need prayers of of God's favor, of his wisdom, and of uh, protection. And we are, Susan and I are certainly doing that. We have people in the Global Watch who we are we share things more transparently with Susan has her own prayer group that that prays for me as well and and they
2: know everything
0: and yeah and we and we want to keep it that way we don't want to be we appreciate the honor that we're constantly getting from people in the global watch but we have no desire to in fact we want to guard against being put on any kind of a pedestal and that that includes other leaders in the global watch and- as well
2: we are really, I see, I'm not saying this to be arrogant, but I do believe we are seeing an emergence of a true ecclesia. We're a global ecclesia. What are we doing? We're legislating in the heavens when we meet. We're legislating right now. We're bringing a problem before the Lord that He, we know that his eyes will and his ways will correct it, and he will, he will empower us. And help us to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation to deal with it.
0: Yeah. Amen. And I think one one final thing before we get comments from other people is in the Global Watch, because we are watchmen, because we are prophetically oriented and we're constantly taking risks as we're trying to see what the Lord is doing and then speak it out, we absolutely have to have trusting relationships. We And so the way to build trusting relationships is we have to be transparent. We have to be grace-filled. We have to be building each other up, speaking life into each other constantly so that we are building, <laughs> essentially, instead of building a platform, we're building a safe place for people to, to operate in their giftings and particularly the prophetic gifting. And, and of course, part of that gifting and the prophetic gifting is love. If we're... If we speak with the tongues of, of men and angels, but we have not love, we're like a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, and none of us mm-hmm. wants to be that. So it's very important that we, that we go forward with, with, as you were saying, Sue, with these core values of which we're transparency, integrity, uh, humility are all things that, are, that go into the mix that are going to help us to go forward and keep the enemy from being able to get in. And and not be isolated. We we just can't be isolated. So that's all that I have to say. Sue, do you have any anything else you want to say? Okay. So we're gonna just ask a few people to um, to comment, and then I think we'll we will just pray into this going forward. We really appreciate your time, and thoughtfulness in in processing this.
2: I don't mean to put her on the spot, but Cindy Goff, the Santa Maria Apostolic Healing Center. As a number of the ihop leaders there, Cindy, are you there? <clears throat> Would you like to pray into this or
3: I was in my bed, too, so I had to hop out and run into my closet real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but we have some people that were very that that served for twenty years. So they're really upset. And they I guess because of all their connections, they know a lot more details. So I haven't engaged with that much. I've just been, I've been, I feel like I went through my own personal issues very close to the vineyard and what happened there. And I got very angry and upset and um, disillusioned until I began to ask the Lord, I, I know this isn't good. I can't be bitter. I can't be distrustful. I have to love again. I have to trust the church again. And it's, it was then that he said, tell me the things that you love about this leadership that you got, that meant something to you, that you were taught, just like you said, Fred, just like you said. And I think that's huge. You find the good you find the things that were righteous. You find the things and you thank the Lord for them. And I began to lose that bitterness, start, lost its grip and it fell away. And I feel like for me, that's it happened and I was able to look at it from a standpoint of God trusting God with his justice and I didn't have to demand it. I didn't have to man um, in my heart. I wasn't seeing myself doing that, but I was demanding justice when look at what I've been forgiven of. So for our people there at the healing rooms here, I have, I've been waiting for an opportunity maybe to share that. I've prayed with a few who've been very involved. I prayed with a few and actually I had a dream of, Mike Bickle, and his wife, and I'll just share it. And it was helped me to not be bitter. And because I know there's the victim side of it. But for him, p- particularly, I had dreamed that he was lying alongside a railroad tracks with his wife. And they were face down in agony, because his right hand had been cut off, literally, and he was wallowing in his blood. And I It really gave me a soberness of the agony that's happening in both he and his wife and how miserable they are and how destitute they were along their life was going on railroad tracks. It was, that's the way he lived his life. Very disciplined, very, and it's given me, and I don't know if that helps anybody, but it sure gave me the fear of God to be careful of how far I go with my my anger and my disgust. They're, they're wallowing in their blood and his right hand's been cut off. Yeah. And so I Cindy, don't know where that goes.
0: Yeah, Cindy, I, I think there's a couple of good points here. One of them is that nothing that's happened serves to nullify the great teachings and the great things that have happened through through IHOP and we continue to be blessed by all the amazing things that have happened and that that came out of from Mike Bickle and the things that, that he did that were very godly, which they are many. But the other thing that you're mentioning is you're talking about trying to get a right attitude is we really have to have the attitude of um, Isaiah 58 verses six through twelve that are talking about the fast that God has chosen and one of those things is that we have to put away the pointing of the finger and and a critical spirit that is essential god does not god does not he's not pleased with that
2: and then we become repairers of the breach and right. restorers of streets of and that's what we want to see right come out of this discussion is yeah a focus towards
0: that yeah cindy why don't you why yeah. don't you just pray for us Okay. Uh, that we would have that we would have that right attitude that loving caring attitude it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't nullify what happened but we have to be have attitudes of blessing and loving and wanting to see Mike Bickle restored and also in turn all the people who've been hurt to have them be restored so the women who've been involved with this the leaders at ihop the people who have been been following IHOP and been a part of that for decades. Maybe just go ahead and just pray into that as the Lord.
3: Yeah, Lord, we do right now. We approach you in this um, humble place. And Lord, I just keep thinking of um, Fred and Sue and lying in their bed. And it's a boundary. The marriage bed is undefiled. But outside of that, there's all kinds of things the enemy's just waiting to defile us with. And Lord, I just, first of all, I ask for all of us individually that the fear of the Lord would fall upon us. Mm -hmm. Our eye gates, our ear gates, our hearts, Lord, that we would not deny the pricking of the Holy Spirit. I'm asking, Lord, that we would humble ourselves in your sight and that you will lift us up. And even when that happens, Lord, that when we're We see the fruitfulness of your hand in our life. We will not say that's a marker and I'm okay. Lord, that our character is first and foremost. Our wine skin is first and foremost before you and our love. And Lord, I bless all of us with that, the fear of the Lord. I bless us all with the seven spirits of God to move on us. The spirit of the Lord, first and foremost, Lord, that you're first in everything and that we humble ourselves. And Father, I pray that we would be repairs of the breach. I pray that each one of us, where others are struggling and where they're struggling with the past, and we've all, if we've been in the church for very long, have gone through times like this. And so I just bless each one to find the good, and Lord, to trust you with what has been sin and unrighteous and what has been unjust, and that Lord, we will not turn our back on the things you've told us to do we will not turn our back on the church we declare from this ministry that we shall not be moved but we shall keep our focus on you in jesus name
0: amen thank Cindy, you so that much was Cindy. So good. Yep. thank you yep i i want to have a couple people speak into this and help us to pray into this and one of them is is jenny hager and after jenny i have mary faust Speak into this, both of these women have been through, have been serving the Lord for decades, have been in a number of different situations that have have been difficult and have navigated their way through them and have a great deal of experience and really have, I think, the the heart of the Father in there demonstrated in their lives. And it would be very good to, really good to hear from both of you. So Jenny, let's just start with you. As the Lord leads you, you may have some comments and some things you'd like to pray, and then we'll go to Mary.
1: I've often said that next to every house of prayer, I would like to see healing rooms because the need for all of us, if you're in a house of prayer, you are having spiritual, powerful encounters. And I liken it to, if you've got a wound, say you've got a wound on your hand the flies will all be attracted to that wound, especially in Australia. They will buzz around that wound. And you can spend a lot of time trying to get rid of the flies. But if you can get the wound healed, the flies haven't got anywhere to go. So what's happened here at IHOP and other places is that the enemy is looking for that unhealed place in us where he can land and he can then bring his temptation and all that you've shared tonight is um, it's just so spot on the other thing is i did mention on one of the zoom calls that we learned a lot here in australia quite a number of years ago when we saw a pattern of some of our very best pastors Committing adultery. These were wonderful people. You'd never think this was going to happen. These people were happily married, good families. And we were just crying out to the Lord, what is going on? And not long afterwards, a lady in Queensland called Diana, the witches often call themselves Diana after Diana of the Ephesians, if they're quite high up in the coven. So she actually became a Christian and she then revealed that they had done their research and they had the names of the key particularly pentecostal pastors around the nation and prayer leaders so in later years i realized i was i and others were on their list they're just satan's just doing his job but we have we we know our authority we know the protection of the blood of christ upon our lives but we do need to get healed because that's the vulnerable part in all of us. And that's where we can help each other. When we notice someone's not coping in something, we can guide them and help them to know that they do need help. And I think Mary, I'm glad Mary's about to speak because I heard it the other day with a very profound statement about what she was thinking about this the attraction to the anointing we see this so often one of the problems is when you see people up on the platform and the anointing is on them it might be just dripping off them and people think they're like that all the time and that's not we're all just ordinary people scrubbing the kitchen floor and shopping and doing everything else and coping with daily life but they get this romantic thing and one of the dangers is young young youth leaders and all the young girls like ah thinking oh i'd love to marry that person you have all these problems in the church that they say the lord has told me i'm to marry you the way we've got to protect youth pastors oh my goodness that's another story so that's enough for me but i just think we have to be aware of the spiritual warfare there was a problem in ihop where was the discernment where and but as you're explaining even with the discernment they didn't feel they could come forward but the discernment of spirits is so important in every ministry
2: and accountability to that yeah, yeah
0: yeah absolutely
2: yeah. absolutely,
0: absolutely. Yeah. so well said thank you so much Jenny I don't have any comments on that I, I it's just as what you said really speaks for itself Jenny, we're going to go back to you. Would you like to, the things that you mentioned that are so important, would you like to just pray into that for us? And we'll just agree with you.
1: Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for for giving us uh, a spirit of discernment. And we ask for an increase in, in, of the measure of that anointing upon our lives, Father God, that we can hear your warnings uh, by the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we do pray protection over our leaders. Lord, uh, we, we pray for the angelic host to be um, around them, Lord, watching over them and protecting them, and particularly those that need Healing that have vulnerable areas in their life. And when the stress of being a leader, the stress of pastoring, whatever it is, Lord, in marketplace leaders, Lord, that when the pressure is intense, that there not be a triggering point, Lord, that uh, makes them vulnerable and open up to temptation from the enemy, because we know he is always right at the door. So, Father, we thank you and we do pray, Lord God that that protection comes in every area of not only the leaders lives but the wives lord and the children this is like a stone in a pond so many getting hurt so we're asking that out of this situation of ihop that um, all things work together for good to them that love god and walk for good his purpose so we we are expecting lord that you're going to teach us all in all around the world lord that this People um, will really learn from you so that this does not happen in the days ahead. And we do want to bless Mike Bickle, Father, and his wife and his family, Lord God. Just may your love just pour out, just thinking of them on those train tracks, Father God. Pour out your love, Lord, and resurrect them, Father. And Lord, please don't let the enemy bring condemnation to them. Bring people around them that can minister into those vulnerable wounds yes. that have obviously been there, and we ask all this in the beautiful, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you so much. I think Mary's back on. It. Yep, Mary, if you're available, if you'd like to unmute yourself and just oh, did she just get Add in your comments. Oh, well, she Thank was on. So oh, there you are. Okay.
4: Thank you. It's such a difficult subject to navigate as the body of Christ, not just here in the United States, but all over the world, really. The betrayal that is, that hits so deep in so many ways. And I'm just going to reiterate something that I mentioned to some of you that, and Jenny, thank you so much for your wisdom and your words they they are true, and they bring such a, an affirmation. I think some of the things that we run into when we see betrayal at this magnitude is that when we have fathers and mothers that can affirm the emotionality of who we are, but on the same token, we cannot have our emotions lead us, mm-hmm. and especially in the places that the Father is calling us into. To see from a position that is not earthly and to declare things from a position. And I'm not talking about earthly positions. I'm talking about the Revelation 4 invitation to come up higher and to see things from a dimension that is not yet seen by the naked eye. And when we are in these places of betrayal, it is so easy for those places of former hurt and deep wounds to come forward and to sound like and smell and talk like what has been. And I think these are also moments where we discover where we have been healed and where we need more healing. So thank you, Jenny. I want to just say quickly what she referred to in my comment. Years ago, a native elder said this to me, an Ojibwe elder. He said, you are most beautiful when you are under the anointing. And he wasn't speaking just to me, but he was speaking to a group of us that were sitting together. And he said, you need to be careful that when you are moving in alignment with what God is calling you into, that's when you're most vulnerable to those who would cherry pick. He didn't say that, I'm saying that. Those who would cherry pick the things that you carry. Because we've all been there where people want to pick and choose what you have delivered. But in that anointing is when you're most beautiful because I believe in Psalm 149, the the word tells us that the Lord confers his beauty upon his people. And I believe when we are in alignment with him is when we are, the beauty of the father is most seen when we stand in his presence. Whether we are beautiful in in, in physical features or not, it's the beauty of the Lord that is most attracted and especially many places we go and where we stand, there are many wounded hearts. And one of the things that can happen is that wounded hearts are attracted to that beauty of the father. So it may not be your you as a person that they're attracted to, but it's the father heart of God and the mercy and the compassion that is there. And if the fathers are not, and mothers too, and if they're not anchored in the master, then we run the risk of derailing the mission and the call that God has for us. So I have been praying Lord in your mercy, even as we have prayed for Israel, that in his wrath, that he would remember mercy and that we would come under his Lordship, that whenever, wherever we are, that we are standing to be yielded to the Holy One, And that the fear of the Lord is actually a refuge for us. He said to me in November 15, 2022, he said, if you would take that pointing of the finger, Isaiah 58, Fred mentioned it. And if you were to pass it through the sevenfold spirits of the living God, if you were to take what is what remains from the end of that finger, then you pray that but you pass it through the flames of who I am. And Father, I pray that we would have the strength that in your divine mercy to us and the joy that comes in that mercy, the joy would be our strength that in the place of the pointing of the finger that we would run to you that we would take counsel in the presence of the flame, that we would take counsel with the pointing of the finger in the presence of who you are, the seven flames of the living God, that, Father, without your mercy, we would not be here, that we would be consumed by everything that is thrown at your people in this hour and in this day. And so, Father, I thank you for covenant mercy that speaks a better word in this hour. I thank you, Father, for leaders who are willing to talk about the hard things and look at look beneath the surface of our own hearts to see, Father, what it is that you are working on and within each of us individually. In your name, we pray. Amen.
2: you Said Mary. Boy, thank so well Mary. said very good that's so, what, can you put that in the global watch community thread about that pointing finger this that's a very applicable strategy when we start feeling yeah. that offense starting to rise up
0: yeah I, I that, really... that, let me just say this let me just make this comment that on what mary said is that it's so part of the temptation of leaders is that when they're walking in the anointing and they're getting the adoration from people, especially from wounded people who are, are desperately needing the, the affirming love of the spiritual of spiritual father or mother. the The potential for abuse of that is for the leader to take it unto themselves, that they're misappropriating what God has given them and taking it unto themselves and saying, yes, this is about me and aren't I great? and and not understanding or not giving the credit and the glory to the lord that's when it's so easy for for leaders to to cross those boundaries that shouldn't be crossed and and this is something that leaders both men and women really have to we just have to watch out for and be constantly on guard against and as as jenny was saying we have to be sure that we don't have wounds that need to be healed, that we're trying to trying to get affirmation or acclamation from people and not and not walking in what God says about us and not getting our affirmation from Him. So I think that your points about that you make Mary about we're most beautiful when we're walking in the anointing and we're under the anointing. That is that's s- such a thing that needs to bring the fear of the Lord onto us. And just realize it's not about us. It's about what the Lord is doing through us or, or in us. So thank you so much for those comments. I, Susan, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Susan? I, the fear of the Lord is big.
2: That's yep. basically what he's turning us to.
0: Yeah. Yep. We're getting towards the end yeah, of the hour.
2: I'd really like Karen Sand, who was part of IHOP for a while and has been connected with it. Karen, could you just pray into this or comment? Yeah, thank
5: you so much. Just really appreciate this. I didn't have this community to even process that. I have processed this with my husband and just two, three other friends. So this is very helpful for me and to see where you're coming from and how maturity, how much maturity is being express here, even from the comments of Cindy, of Mary and Jenny, and this this must be how we should operate as the body of Christ. This is how we need to carry each other's heart. And when we see somebody falling as massive as like Mike Bickle, it just really mainly easily also will make us delusion. I have been in sorrow so much because We have been connected with this for 20 years. Myself, personally, my husband has been since the 90s, even before they were an IHOP. So it has grieved a lot. We have just really cried a lot so much. And just just Saturday, I have just been crying to the Lord before going back to sleep, before going to sleep, because the comments that I see in social media, even more makes it even harder. It's like the pagan world is seeing how we are bickering against one another. And and so I just really feel that burden of the Lord and His grief over this and His grief over this. And so maybe one of the things like we are all like putting on what is our take on this and the way forward. I, I really believe as leaders, we need to pursue how to be above reproach. Yep. It's mm-hmm. like to the details and not in, in the way of posturing our heart before the Lord, because the fear of the Lord means that we live above reproach. And so another thing is in our exchange of conversations between men and women, we need to uh, watch for solical adultery. Because sometimes it gets shocking. How can that man who is so godly, how can that woman so godly can fall into such a trap? It's because of a building of something that we have expressed our joys to men or to other person other than our other our spouse. And so it has built up that there was this connection of heart that has happened that it ended into this kind of sexual hmm. immorality and so it started with this solical adultery and so we we have to be careful about how what personal things in our pursuit of it transparency what is also our pursuit on what are those things that we can just share with our spouses that will not develop into this solical unhealthy soul ties
2: Karen, and Karen all- could you pray into that yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. And, and
5: just the third is we we are intercessors and I to pursue really inner healing so that those fear areas of our heart that is fractured will not look for affirmation for validation. So those are just like and other and then the rest I just concur all the things that were said already. So I just want to pray. Please. So, Father, we ask you for the spirit of holiness of God to come upon us. The spirit of the fear of the Lord and that the holiness of God. Lord, even as we were hearing that in the worship, awaken love, holy, there's only one word that comes to mind, holy. Lord, we ask you that even us in the Global Watch, Lord, this company and this community and family of intercessors, Lord, will not cause a stain in your name. That your name will not be a byword to the nation, Lord, as it is even already being a byword to the nation because of what happened. And even, Lord, with what's happening in Israel today, Lord, we ask you that you would just give us the holiness of God. We embrace the holiness of God, the purity of God, Lord, that you would just teach us to be above reproach in every action and movement that we have. Father, we ask you, Lord, even for any unhealthy soul ties that makes us easily trapped into any type of soulical ties, Lord, that are not healthy. Lord, that brings us into solical adultery, Father, in the name of Jesus, any area of our soul that is out of peace, that is still wounded, Lord, we ask you that you would lead us into that inner healing, Lord, if we need to go into some sort of groups or seminars that will pursue inner healing, Lord, we ask you that you would just heal us. Lord, we ask for the healing, Lord, of the Lord Jesus, not just on physical, Lord, but even more so, Lord, the inner healing of our soul, Lord. And so we just pray that we will just have uh, the heart to really uh, look for validation from you, look for satisfaction from you, and not to any other broken cisterns, Lord, that that we will try to a chase after father god and so we and even the affirmation that we receive as leaders will not come into us lord and to yeah in an unhealthy way but lord that we will just uh, truly pick up from you jesus how we will receive that validation and affirmation and so bring us into a deeper intimacy with you bring us into a deeper way of drinking and eating from you jesus That only you, Lord, can really feed us any type of emotional need that we have, Lord, that we will drink and eat it from you, Jesus. And so we just come before you and thank you for this Global Watch family, how you have given us the spirit of love and humility, even in this way of processing, Father. And we Mm -hmm. ask, Lord, that by your will, Lord, that you would bring the same Love and humility to others, Lord, that are hearing and knowing this incidents, Lord, in in I hope in Jesus name,
0: Amen. Amen.
2: That was really good, Karen. Yeah, thank Karen, you
0: so your comments and your prayers are just so important and and bring a a very important aspect to this whole discussion. So thank you for participating in that. Susan, do you have any any announcements before we close?
2: Yeah, I just have one thought that I've ruminated over in processing this too. David was a man after God's own heart. And I'm not making any excuses for what has happened, but he wrote the Psalms. He fell. He not only fell, but he murdered someone in the fall. And yet we read his Psalms today And I believe that God is going to resurrect the work of IHOP. It may reform, it may shift, but we are not to forget what God has done and through this work. Amen. And to continue to pray again for Mike and for Diane. Diane sat every time, every session through that three and a half years on the end time study right in the front row. And was very faithful to what was trying to be accomplished and so we do lift up that entire family for complete healing and for a a restoration process in IOP we will not forget the work that's right that which remains will be true that is true will remain and the enemy cannot steal it in the name of Jesus
0: amen why don't you just Why don't you just close us off then, Susan, with a a prayer on that and and we'll be done. But we just want to thank everybody for participating in this. And, And we're going to go forward as a Global Watch family and learn from this and walk in maturity and walk in accountability and walk in spurring one another on towards love and good deeds and praying into and prophesying into the absolute fulfillment of everything that God wants in each other's lives. God, would you give us the heart for that? So, Father, we come before you
2: knowing that you're a holy God. And who are we? Father, consecrate to us this day that we would stand as a holy company. Take away from us any pointing finger and speaking of wickedness that we might see what and hear what you hear and speak that which you want us to speak, that we might become repairers of the breach and restorers of streets to dwell in. We speak life into IHOP, a spirit of wisdom and revelation as the leaders begin to navigate the process. We speak that over the Bickle family, And we say, this day, we stand for the things of God. And enemy, you are bound, and you cannot steal that which God has planted. You cannot. And we lose the power, and the holiness, the truth, the wisdom, the revelation of a holy God
0: over this whole process. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen. amen everybody unmute yourselves wave to each other say i bless you in the name of the lord thank you all for god, participating. Jesus, oh so yeah. yes. Yes. thank you, thank thank you very much thank you jenny
1: god bless, bless you all.